1: So, uh, very cool to be here. I uh, saw a story. Uh, Sharon pushed me a bunch of stuff to possibly talk about on the show tonight. And uh, the one, uh, several jumped out at me. Uh, we already did one of them. Uh, we've done uh, several of the ones that uh, jumped out at me, actually. But I was thinking we did one related to big money, which is the golf thing. How all those golfers, top-tier golfers, have turned down the PGA Tour and, To collect all this sick money, I mean hundreds of millions, on this new tour that's led by the Saudis. Among those who turned down, Sharon pushed me this supplementally, among the golfers who turned down money, Tiger Woods. He turned down nearly a billion dollars to join this Saudi-backed LIV tour. Woods turned down a deal that was mind-blowingly enormous. We're talking about high nine digits, said the commissioner of the, of the tour. So that's the button on that. But, I mean, again, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, I mean, all these guys, Sergio Garcia, all these guys are in it. Uh, but the other story that had money associated with it that I wasn't expecting, it's not that kind of money, but, you know, when you get into the story, it's just it's pretty remarkable, is the uh, is the people who sued, uh, well, it's a woman, really. She got an STD messing around with her boyfriend in a car. He didn't reveal that he had this STD. She sued the insurance company for the car, which sounds absurd, doesn't it? Like, all right, good luck with that. Well... Looks like she's going to win millions.
0: If you're in the state of Missouri, be careful where you are when you have sex. Male and female, boyfriend, girlfriend. Are having sex in the back seat of the boyfriend's car. The boyfriend has a communicable...
1: How American, by the way. Isn't that nice? Nice to see some things don't change through all the, the generations. The
0: boyfriend has a communicable disease. Oh, well, he doesn't tell the girlfriend about it. They have sex. They break up. The girlfriend gets the communicable disease. Without my telling you what it is, it's very difficult to cure this disease. She sues the boyfriend. Under the terms of the insurance policy, she has to go to... or arbitration which is a a single person usually a a retired or a former judge those are mainly the people that are arbitrators but almost any lawyer can do it arbitration is a mini trial uh with witnesses but just is it done
1: right there in the back of the car do they go to a different venue for that just
0: with the one judge there's no jury and it can usually be done in a couple of days rather than a couple of years that litigation takes
1: i mean all kidding aside, you wouldn't think that there's a case there. But there is.
0: At the end of the arbitration, the arbitrator awarded the girl $5.2 million because the boy did not tell her that he had the communicable disease so that she could have said yes to sex or no to sex.
1: How is that uh, the insurance company's fault? I don't understand that. There's yep. a huge disconnect. I was about to ask from me how on is this. it their fault?
2: I don't get it.
3: Well, I mean, it's an injury that occurred in the car. And it was the fault of the driver.
2: I guess that's technically
1: true. I suppose that's, I mean, you know, those are the dots they're connecting, I suppose. So here's the
0: kicker the boy doesn't have to pay the 5.2, his insurance carrier does.
1: Well, but his insurance rates are going to go up after this, aren't they? I'm just (laughs) saying. Anybody? No? Because the insurance (laughs) carrier's policy ensures. I mean, we've all been there. You have an accident. And I'm not saying we've been there where this guy is, but, you know, then you're, once there's a claim on your, then your insurance policy. Anyway, back to this, $5.2 million. Again, she's being awarded. Because the
0: insurance carrier's policy insures him and agrees to pay for him for any accident that occurs in the use of the automobile.
1: Wow. How about that, Angel Martinez, with the right call there.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: That is exactly what they ruled. I can't imagine that the drafters of the insurance policy thought of this. Because if they did, they would have put an exclusion in there. Couldn't but the guy just say it wasn't a- an
3: accident? Was...
2: <laughs> but he's got great coverage.
1: He does. Not he anymore. Does. I wonder Man. what his
3: deductible is.
1: Who is, the, who is the lawyer who identified this as a potential area of compensation? You know, Who was I mean, the lawyer?
3: They that couldn't argue against
0: it.
1: <laughs> I have to say, this is probably one of the more lively arbitrations you'll ever attend,
0: you know. But because the accident, sex unprotected without revealing the boy has the communicable disease occurred in the car. The court uh, the the insurance company has to pay for it. Now don't go r- running around having sex in your car. And trying to get your insurance carrier to pay for it. This is unique to Geico, huge company, but unique to the state of Missouri. I know of no other state.
1: Well, you know, that is the Geico gecko behind it all, right? You could tell he's yeah, loose purse strings on the on the gecko, anxious to write those big checks. Man. What an insane judgment.
0: That has ruled this way, I would imagine, because so much money is involved, it'll go to the Supreme Court of Missouri and eventually to the Supreme Court of the United States.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. What a story. Really impressive. Uh, but Does that as starts uh, setting
3: up, like, background checks for, <laughs> you know, for insurance companies to drivers now on criminal paths and things like that. You'd think because I if, mean, if know, they need to be protected from putting people on their policies that are capable of doing this stuff, wouldn't there be justification?
2: Or they're going to add mm. this on the policy from now on just to cover themselves? Yeah, they used
1: to just they look they used to look to to Crozier's point. They used to simply look at your driving record. You know, they look at age, driving record, and they put it in those actuarial tables that they keep track of, like how often a sixteen-year-old is in an accident or is a claim or an eighteen-year-old, cetera. So now they can put um, in criminal records and things like that. Feels like that. I mean, they build profiles on all of those clients who are you know are insured under their policies. but as you say, now this is a whole other part of the profile. I, d- I don't know how you bake this in to whatever judgment you're making as to who should be insured. Well, they could
3: just generalize like they do anyways with like teenage boys. They're more capable of doing something like this than a teenage girl or a 30- year- old woman or a 30- year- old man.
1: Right, they'll just they'll right. just chalk it up to stereotypes of age. I Ooh. think you're right. I think that's it's going to be one more thing that's laid on you know teenagers uh, because they they have unprotected sex, lying about whatever. Although I don't know that these are teenagers. Um, yeah. Uh, even as we say this, it may they may not be teenagers. I'm
3: betting they ain't in their thirties. <laughs> but you know, five point two million. Geico is going to add, uh, you know, the list of discounts that you get when you <laughs> buy insurance. If you, you know, have an STD-free test result, they'll knock oh, there's another that. 10% off your premium. Oh, they're oh, also going to make you to take, a, take a test before giving you insurance? Like, they make you t- take photos of your
1: vehicle? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Sure. Yeah, you're right. The test, I need a COVID test, an STD test. Yeah, you're right. Getting insurance just got a lot more complicated. Man. Well, they're not going to get that $5.2 million check until all of the appeals have been exhausted. So, and then it'll go to the state Supreme Court, and then and it's bizarre, but I guess it will go to the Supreme Court of the United States. Wow. It's a Conway show. Mark Thompson sitting in filling for Tim. Thank you, Sharon, for identifying that story. I thought it among the uh, more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's the whole crew here. uh, It is the Conway Show. Mark Thompson sitting in for Tim on KFI AM 640. Glad you could join us. Got the crew here. You guys saw that uh, Jim Seals from Seals and Crofts passed away? Um, Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, their stuff was everywhere. They were like a mellow rock. Yacht Yacht rock, baby. What was it? Yacht rock, exactly. They were the Yacht Rockers, the original Yacht Rockers, Seals and Crofts. But, you know, you read about... Like, they were everywhere. Their music was everywhere in that mellow rock music, Summer Breeze and Diamond Girl, and for about, what would you say, six years, seven years? Yeah, that sounds about right. And then they had a huge hit. This, I didn't know until I read their, uh, you know, sadly, the obituary of Jim Seals. Uh, He was, I've seen 80 and also 79, so somewhere between 79 and 80. But uh, he had; they had the song "Get Closer." It was a huge hit. But after they didn't have another hit after "Get Closer," they, the record company, did dropped them, and that was it. It was really top of the soft rock charts. Um, so soft here's what I did, hits, by the way. Soft hits. That's yes, right. Yes.
3: Did you know that uh, when I was working for Coast, they uh, that uh, that was always a big mandate because that was the slogan that uh you had to you had to be very careful with your enunciation with that.
1: Oh, is that right? Yes.
3: So say it again. Soft hits.
1: I see. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And they and they want hits as opposed to they almost have to say soft hits. You oh hey, just... watch it, mister. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, sorry about that. Wow. Uh yeah. Uh well uh, I forgot that you were a DJ on the post- <laughs> As Jim Seals passes away. They were in the Champs, the band that did tequila. I didn't know this until again I read the obituary.
3: How awesome is that.
1: It's wild to think. So they were, they they left um the tequila crew <laughs> and the champs, and they went out on their own. They were in a couple of other bands, and then they broke through with their own stuff, and they were just huge. Dash Crofts, Daryl Dash Crofts is the partner. And then I believe Jim Seals, who passed away, and maybe you can check this. His brother is England Dan from. Uh, yes. Was it England Dan and John, John Ford, Ford Coley? Coley or, yeah. Yeah, right. Is, was it was his brother? Yeah? yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were big. Oh, also, yeah, I were feel another seventies like <laughs> out rockers. <laughs> What were they called? England to England. England John day and John Ford. Ford Coley. And they're I really love to see you tonight. Was that the one? Uh, uh Yeah, that's why they had a couple, but yeah. Uh I wasn't crazy for that song. I'd really love to see you tonight. Uh Nights are forever, I thought was ha- not a bad song. Yeah. I mean, uh, but th- that the music was everywhere. Their music was everywhere. They really were uh, amazing. So um uh it's it's wild to think of it. And they were big into the Baha'i faith. And the Baha'i faith is oh. this exotic religion, as far as I'm concerned. It's not one of the ones you hear about all the time. Uh, but the first I'd ever heard of the Baha'i faith was through seals and Cross, And I don't really know much about it at all still. Seals but I was the, the one, th- by
3: the way, that had the driver's cap on that everybody always recognized. He had like the, the, oh, that's the, right. the pointed yeah. like goatee sort of thing. And he had the little cap like he was yes, sitting in on, a, right. on, a, on an MG
1: driving down the English coast. Yes, he looks like he should be in an M.G. And uh, Crofts, it looked like everybody looked in 1973 or whatever uh, Bob it was.
0: Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks just like Bob Seger. The beard. in the middle, the yeah.
0: Logo.
1: Yeah, really, really wild. And they were on everything, every variety show, everything. And then it all just evaporated after that song Get Closer. As I say, the record company just dropped them. But Jim Seals of Seals and Crofts dies at uh, as i say they say 79 in people magazine i also saw the new york times at 80 so somewhere between 79 and 80 but uh, pretty wild
3: i mean it's the it conway a good, show
1: what's I gonna say, that?
3: i was going to say that's a good run for a rock star
1: you you mean to live that long or yeah. to
3: yeah mm?
1: I don't know. They weren't uh, decadent <laughs> rock stars, I don't think.
3: Well, you know, well they did know. play at, uh, you know, we've talked before about the California Jam that took place in 1974 out here in Ontario. That had like Black Sabbath, Eagles, Emerson, Lake & Palmer, Deep Purple, Earth, Wind & Fire, all these huge bands at the time. And they were a part of that whole thing. So
1: they were in that little group. No. You, they were. Their songs were everywhere. They were legit, you know top five charters top 10 charters with many songs so it doesn't surprise me but when you name those bands that you just have it is wild that they're included in that in that group yeah their their music is mellower but think about the eagles the eagles were a crossover band right wouldn't you say they were country rock uh, yeah. I mean, I understand yes. now you think Joe Walsh and you think, but but come on. Yeah. yeah. And that was at that same time that you're talking about, 1974. Yeah. So, Another
3: anyway. member of uh, the Champs, by the way, probably the most famous member that come out of the Champs,
1: Glenn Campbell. Is that right? Yes, sir. Wow, that's great knowledge. Great knowledge. Well, I didn't know that either. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Impressive. Finally, something I'll remember on this show tonight. <laughs>
0: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary, boyd were prohibited by law. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: If you're a woman over 40, dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com.
1: Rest in peace, Jim Seals. And by the way, I hate to to go back to, you made me, I forgot, I'd already moved on. But one of them, I think it was Seals, lived on a coffee farm for a bunch of time. Hang on, in... Nicaragua or something, hang on now I have to find it, um, uh, uh, I know everybody, I had moved on too, okay everybody, first of all, um, again, the New York Post said he was 80, uh, People Magazine, and Yahoo said he's 79, this guy Jim Seals, but I'm pretty sure yes. that he died outside of his home in Nashville. But did he work on a or after something the, like that? After the duo broke up, Mr. Seals moved with his
3: wife and three children to Costa Rica, where they had a coffee farm.
1: Well, wow, thank you. I'll take my prize off the air. Yeah. Uh, it That just seems so great to me. Seals was the lead vocalist, by the way, if you're wondering the difference between the two as far as musically. Oh, I see. Yeah, he was the...
3: He was right, a right. that voice.
1: Right, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh wow. That's really great. Well, good for him. And uh, I mean, for the life he led, I mean, not for the death. That was kind of a that's kind of a downer. But I just think good for him for moving his family to a coffee farm.
3: And uh apparently he played saxophone. So he was probably the one who played on Tequila, the saxophone part.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
3: And then he that was obviously was... primarily the, gar- g- the guitar and the fiddle, because, you know, it was the 70s. <laughs> fiddle.
1: Yeah, it does have a sort of, uh, you'd think that that wouldn't go down so so great now. <laughs> 28 arrested, 112 stolen catalytic converters recovered from an Inland Empire auto repair shop or two and recycling businesses. I guess it was a string of these things. Inspections of dozens of vehicle repair shops throughout the Inland Empire turned up more than 100 stolen catalytic converters and resulted in 28 arrests. Wow. Wow. That catalytic converter world, I mean, the world of ripping off catalytic converters is huge money, as you're aware. And during the pandemic, those thefts skyrocketed. There were organized theft rings that were behind all of this. Many have been taken down, or some have been taken down. But this was a big, big bite on all of that. There was a task force made up of investigators from the DMV, law enforcement officers from Chino Hills, Chino, Upland, Montclair, Ontario, and San Bernardino. And they focused on these automotive repair shops and recycling facilities. The ones that are purchasing the stolen catalytic converters. And the strike team conducted business inspections at 64 automotive, it was not just a handful, 64 automotive repair shops and recycling facilities. And they busted open this whole stolen catalytic converter thing. 28 arrests made again. 112 of these converters seized
3: i've been seeing more of these uh more of the programs where they're offering to uh engrave the catalytic converters of people like etching in them like names or serial numbers or something like or that v- or your
1: vin that's exactly yeah. right which i'm Those like so well right if they're
3: that. stealing them they're just stealing it from what's inside of it
1: mm. right yeah because so there's saying... like precious
3: metals inside the catalytic converter so if you're stealing it you're tearing it apart so why do you care if it's Engraved or inscribed or any or has a VIN number or any of that stuff. You're tearing it down, anyways.
1: I didn't realize that they don't use the catalytic converters intact. You're saying that they they are, balkanized. They're cut up. Yes, there's yeah, there the are precious metals inside. metals inside. Yeah, I see. Okay,
2: I guess the uh-huh. metals weren't worth a lot because like that. I got hit by it because I have a Prius, and that's the ones that get hit the most because mm-hmm. I guess that's the type of metals they needed to, you know, have the whole hybrid thing work, and that's why they're the ones that are attacked the most. Plus, they're easy to take. So now I have a luck on it.
1: Wow.
3: Wow. Yes, yeah, it's so easy to take. That. Within like 10 seconds, you have that
1: thing out.
2: Yeah, there's like video where they do it in like, what, 40, like in a minute. They yeah. just get under there, they
1: put the Cut. jack on there, and then yeah. out. You know, if those people who dedicate that time to developing that skill.
3: <laughs> Entrepreneurial develop,
1: gentlemen. Yes. Uh, but think about if you'd use your skills and your attention and focus for goodness and niceness and contributing to society, yeah. Mm-hmm. Think of how great things would be. Yeah. Instead, no. they operate in the shadowy underworld. You know, uh, the catalytic converter jacking business.
3: I mean, they'd be a good candidate for a um, one of the what do you call it? The mechanic guys in at the Indy 500 or something. I mean, those that's guys they right. really fast. Yeah.
1: The pit crews, absolutely. Yeah, pit yeah. crews. Yeah. Boy, those pit crews are amazing. <laughs> they're just amazing. Well, they're like an OR team. You know, when you go into the OR, everybody's got a job. It, you know, it's not unlike the kind of OR team we have working on this show. Everybody's got a thing. They all come in. We all scrub down in our own way. We come to the OR moment, and everybody's got their thing. You know, Crozier's got his news ready. Angel's got her traffic ready. Sharon's put the show together. Stafouche has his audio all set up and spot <laughs> set up. Uh, I am all over the road. <laughs> the impressiveness Tim, of, course, of the uh, yeah.
3: of the pit crews kind of lost me when they went to the one, uh, the one screw for the hubcap for the wheel to get it out. I'd like to see him sit there and go,
0: Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z. i yeah,
1: like to well, see him do the a, five. Now it's just the that was one the crazy, lug. That, it was so great. It was so great in the old days. Crozier's right. And you'd hear it. That whoop, 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 whoop. It was so cool. And, I feel like they didn't have as many people working at a pit crew. Like you couldn't specialize quite the way I'm talking about. Right. There were people doing more than one thing when it when the car rolled into the pits, squeegeeing the
3: windshield.
1: You know. Yeah, but it's definitely one of the coolest aspects of car racing. So.
3: Oh yeah, and when they also when they transferred to uh, the the big tanks of gas that they would just haul over to the side to gas up, as opposed to just bringing over a big a hose. Now right. it's just a gigantic tank that they hold.
1: Yeah, they've really used technology to, you know, to make that that pit stop even faster. So uh, it's a Conway show. Uh, when we come back, just speaking of gas, there is a, a plan uh, that is being pursued by thieves. And it's being done in many places. But I'll give you an example of it being done in Las Vegas with the intentions to come here to California. And it involves gas and theft. And I'll tell you that story next. Neil Savedra here tomorrow night. That should be a lot of fun. Friday night with Neil. So check that out. And as I say, I believe Tim returns on Monday. We are KFI, AM 640. And uh, we've got the whole crew here. I mentioned before the break that, you know, gas prices are continuing to go up. And so there's a whole business now in jacking gas and reselling it. And this method that they have of doing it is pretty crazy.
2: Record gas prices are leading to an increase in fuel thefts. In Las Vegas, Nevada, thieves are pulling up to gas stations with modified trucks like this one, then drilling directly into the gas pumps. The fuel is then siphoned off into specially modified tanks inside the trucks that can hold thousands of gallons of gas.
1: So they've moved on. You see, these are the same people who could jack those catalytic converters in 12 seconds. Now they've moved on to drilling into the gas pump and stealing thousands of gallons of gas in a modified truck that is essentially just
2: one big gas tank to steal that gas. The fuel is then siphoned off into specially modified tanks inside the trucks that can hold thousands of gallons of gas. Police say many of the thieves then drive across the border to California to sell the stolen gasoline on the black market. Investigators say one telltale sign of a gas theft, the trucks appear to be pumping gas for hours at a time. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but
1: I would think there'd be a lot of telltale signs that, you know, they drill into the pump. Uh, maybe a, maybe they can do it stealthily, you know, in some kind of undercover way. But I just think it's really hard to steal thousands of gallons of gas. Think about it. I mean, can you pull into your shell station and just, you know, park your truck there for a couple of hours while you
2: yeah, maybe yeah. sell the stolen gasoline on the black market? Investigators say one telltale sign of a gas theft. The trucks appear to be pumping gas for hours at a time. You'd think it would alert somebody, I guess, right. but that's how long it takes to steal thousands of gallons of gas. Yeah.
1: That's what, you know, this is a little of what happens in New York. Remember the story, um, it's kind of a grim story, of a guy um, on Staten Island, he was tackled by cops, he was selling what they called lucys They're cigarettes that are loose. That is to say, they're not in a pack. And the reason... That there's a market for that at all is because the taxes in New York on cigarettes make them so expensive to buy. They're like, I don't know, you can check what the number is. I want to say it's 15 bucks a pack or something. I don't know. Maybe it's more than that. But there's, it's all tax. And so illegal cigarettes, of course, are a lot cheaper. And there's a whole market for people selling illegal cigarettes for just that reason. So there's a black market, underground market for these cigarettes. And that's kind of what's happening here. They jack those thousands of gallons of gas from Las Vegas. They truck it here to California where we have what on our gas? Taxes. And a lot of things associated with additives and various things that drive up the price here in California to make it more expensive. So they take their gas from Vegas. They come here and they can sell it on the illegal market, which I'm sure has great demand these days as the price of fuel is just so Insanely high. And, you know, that's, once again, another way that they're playing the edges of it. Two rescued after falling into a tank full of chocolate at the M&M's Mars factory in Pennsylvania. The Mars spokesperson says, we are actively managing the situation and our primary focus is supporting emergency teams on site. Two people were rescued. They fell into a tank of chocolate at the Mars M&M factory in Pennsylvania. Both patients were transported to the hospital. One patient was transported by ground. One person was transported by helicopter. The extent of their injuries is unknown. Fire crews eliminated pulling them straight out of the tank. They had to cut a hole in the side of the tank to get them out. It is unclear, say officials, the chocolate officials. It's unclear how the people fell into the chocolate tank. No injuries have been reported at this time. A Mars Wrigley spokesperson, I guess Wrigley is the uh, corporate, you know, merger name of the company now. Uh, We're actively managing the situation. Wow. Wow. I feel as though that did happen in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right? Or Willy Wonka didn't want to do Was Veruca Salt? What's that?
2: Veruca Salt wasn't she the one that fell into the chocolate? Oh, no, that's
1: real. That is no. I think it, it was Augustus Gloop.
2: Oh, oh, you're right. It was. <laughs> wow, okay, my bad. This
1: is just. This is such
2: she impressive She wanted the knowledge. the the goose that the, laid the golden the go- egg. Yeah. She wanted it
3: now, Daddy.
2: Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Wow,
1: that really is something.
0: I think they did I it love... on purpose.
1: Well, they probably, you know, leaned way in on purpose. I kind of you know thought I mean? that too for a second. Yeah, and then they, uh, the, I, I uh... it's
0: all there, black and white, <laughs> clear as crystal.
1: That's right. They wanted the <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm telling you. Good day, sir.
0: Good day, sir.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well. It's nice that they got them out of the tank. There is no update yet as to how they're doing. It appears if one of them is transported by ground, I'm sure that one, that one person who fell into the tank is doing better than the other.
3: Lazy ass grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden there's a golden ticket. Oh, look, I can deck it. <laughs> Whatever. Wait, you can it walk the... that
1: entire time? <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have said. I'm taking somebody else. Well, it is the golden ticket. Uh, It's the Tim Conway Jr. Show. Mark Thompson sitting in for Tim on KFI AM 640. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
3: Plus